Otherwise, he would have run over her. He came to a skidding stop less than three feet from her. His first reaction was gratitude. He dropped his head to the wheel and let out a long sigh. His whole body trembled. She could easily have been dead by now. He was just raising his head when harsh wind and snow and cold blew into the car. The door on the passenger side had opened. She got inside, saying nothing, closing the door when she was seated comfortably. Sheridan looked over at her. Close up, she was even more beautiful. In the yellow glow of the dashboard, her features were so exquisite, they had the refined loveliness of sculpture. Her tumbling, radiant hair only enhanced her face. She turned to him finally and said, in a low, somewhat breathy voice, You'd better not sit here in the middle of the highway long. It won't be safe. He drove again. On either side of the highway, he could make out little squares of light, the yellow windows of farmhouses lost in the furious gloom of the blizzard. The car heater warmed them nicely. The radio played some sexy jazz that somehow made the prairie and the snow and the weather alert go away. All he could think of was those private eye novels he'd read as a teenager. This was what always happened to the hammer himself, ending up with a woman like this. Do you mind? she asked. Before he had time to answer, she already had the long white cigarette between her full red lips and was lighting it. Then she tossed her head back and French inhaled. He hadn't seen anybody do that in years. Your car get ditched somewhere? He asked finally, realizing that these were his first words to her. Yes, she said. Somewhere. So you were walking to the nearest town? Something like that. You were walking in the wrong direction. He paused. And you're traveling alone? She glanced over at him again with her dark, lovely gaze. Yes, alone. Her voice was as smoky as her cigarette. He drove some more, careful to keep both hands on the wheel slowing down whenever the rear of the car started to slide. He wasn't paying much attention to the music at this point. They were going up a particularly slick and dangerous hill. But then the announcer's voice came on and said, Looks like the police have really got their hands full tonight, not only with the blizzard, but now with the murder. Local banker John T. Sloan was found murdered in his downtown apartment 20 minutes ago. Police report and eyewitness say he heard two gunshots and then saw a beautiful woman leaving Sloan's apartment. The eyewitness reportedly said that the woman strongly resembled Sloan's wife, Carlotta. But police note that that's impossible, given the fact that Carlotta died mysteriously last year in a boating accident. The eyewitness insists that the resemblance between the red-headed woman leaving Sloan's apartment tonight and the late Mrs. Sloan is uncanny. Hmm. 
Now back to our musical program for the evening. A bossa nova came on. Beautiful. Redheaded. Stranded alone. Looking furtive. He started glancing at her, and she said, I'll spare you the trouble. It's me, Carlotta Sloan. You? But the announcer said, she turned to him and smiled. That I'm dead? Well, so I am. Not until then did Sheridan realize how far out in the boonies he was, or how lacerating the storm had become, or how helpless he felt inside a car with a woman who claimed to be dead. Why don't you just relax? Please don't pay.